playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Search Cast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, MSN Search, Ask, and other search engines. Join us now for this edition of SearchCast. Here's your hosts. Good morning and welcome to today's edition of the Daily SearchCast. Today is two, uh, Wednesday, January 17th, 2007. Uh, my name is Barry Schwartz. I'm from Rusty Brick, also from the Search Engine Roundtable, and I help Danny Sullivan out at the Search, search Engine Land. So, Danny, any, any good news at the search world today? No, Barry, it's been very boring and there is no more news. Good. Let's uh, call it a day, and uh, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Catch you later. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks. Welcome back. Missed you. You've been off in Israel for just over a week now, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm not used to these long vacations. Been a long time, been a long time, been a long... Lonely, <laughs> lonely, lonely time without you, Barry. Oh, I know that one. That was nice. Do you? Do you? I, I listened to the past search caps, and they, some, some... was a song about... Um, Sex blogs or something? Sex pistols? Yes. You know Tom Jones, right? I don't. That's why I, <laughs> I heard the song before. I didn't know the name, but yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get how people don't know it. Anyway, we'll, uh, yeah, I don't know, kind of in a singing mood sometimes, so I took, I took the chance and I seized it. Yeah, we've got news coming out of our ears, and we've got to stay to the strict 27 minutes left that we have for us today, because you got to go. Yeah, so it could be a few it. minutes late. It's not a problem. Oh, well, all right, then. Let's just keep going. Okay. All right, so Google. Let's dive in with the Google Checkout. You know, <laughs> they made me laugh. It's like, no, no, Google Checkout, we're not trying to compete with PayPal, but we're going to do everything we can to kill them. And uh, along that way, they're so really wanting to get you in there that, like, now they give you 10 bucks to spend if you use Google Checkout. In fact, they'll tell you that on the Google homepage. You go to the Google homepage now, 10 bucks for you. Oh, I don't see it because, you know, I'm over in the U.K., so they'd have to give me, like, five pounds. But they don't want to do that because, as far as most people are concerned, there's nothing outside the United States. So they're pushing it out there on the homepage. No big deal. Google's put all sorts of promotions out on their homepage in the past, so let's not go doing that whole route of, oh, Google's put an ad on their homepage. They said they'd never have ads on the homepage, you know. Come on. But, um, yeah, it's a big deal. And you, as a Google checkout merchant, you got an email telling you um, that if you sign up, I think you, that you can also give this out to some of your customers as well, right? They're saying to merchants, well, hey, merchants, check this out. You, know, you can give people 10 bucks off if they'll, uh, if they'll be actually, using Google yeah, Checkout. I didn't actually get the email. One of my clients did. So, All But, right. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's basically you, you, anybody who wants to sign up for Google Checkout will get a $10 sign-up bonus. And I think you have to be a brand-new Google Checkout user. And yeah. you have until... February 15th to sign up, and then if you sign up, you have until March 31st to use that $10. And look at this. Like all my favorite shops, I can go over to Toys R Us and buy some things and get some coffee over at Starbucks, even though I don't drink coffee. Maybe I'll get some new underwear over at Jockey, even though I stopped buying Jockey underwear in preference to Banana Republic. And uh, I can get some DIY tools over at Ace, the helpful hardware place, buy some diamonds for, you know, my loved ones and uh, at Zales and... <laughs> <laughs> Anything else I should be dropping in here? Uh, get a camera at Ritz? Yeah, it's all right, so, 10 bucks. So, so, yeah, so, you, so you guys heard it first. Danny wears Banana Republic underwear. I do. Actually, I favor Gap ones. Oh, okay. And Boxer Briefs, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> I'm not afraid to talk about 
my underwear. I've had long research, and in fact, I have an entire comedy bit on underwear and those little flaps that the guys have on how I thought they were useless, and then they were, but we, we won't do that today. We'll do that later. I'll, I'll need to have much vodka or something like that. All right, so anyways, now, pushing the thing, though, however, something else they did yesterday got me all riled up. I'm doing, uh, actually, Gary Price is saying, hey, check out this search. And I do this search, the product search. In this case, I did a search for SD cards, 128 megabytes, or MB, right? And you get back a little one-box result, right? This is where Google put some results from Frugal at the top of the page. Product search results for blah. And then here are the listings. And underneath it, there was another link saying, CSD card results for available through Google Checkout. And I'm like going, whoa. They're like putting Google Checkout, as far as I'm concerned, right into the core search results by doing that. And why are they doing that? Why are they telling me to see search results available through Checkout? What what advantages as a searcher am I getting from that as opposed to saying, see all the results that are available from four-star merchants, right? How is this any different than having a little icon next to Google AdWords? Well, I always had problems with the icons next to Google AdWords as well. I always felt like that was a way for Google to basically suck the AdWords people into using Google Checkout because they want the little icon there. And I think there is some degree of unfairness and concern that merchants will feel like, I don't necessarily want to have to get on board with your checkout thing, but you're kind of compelling me to do it because I won't get the little thing, and you're making it sound like there's something wrong with me by not doing that. But at least that was in the advertising area. The stuff that's when Google's putting you out and they're giving you search results and they're putting it right in the search results stuff, there should be a really good reason why. Now, you remember the whole to-do about the tips thing and, oh, Google shouldn't be putting these tips out there telling you to use Blogger or whatnot. I was all right with them doing that because I felt like it was outside the core search results. It didn't start with the actual product listing, you know, the, the, the listings that they're giving you. But these are there, and I'm like, if you're going to put something there, you should only put it there because there's a really compelling reason for me to do it. And I don't think among the most compelling reasons for me to narrow down my searches for product searches is to see them by Google Checkout. I feel like the only reason it's there is because Google's on a whole, we've got to get Checkout out there going campaign, so let's start shoving things down people's throats to be blunt. So it's out there, and it got me riled up, and I said that, you know, this really surprised me, that here we are in the, in the aftermath of the whole tips thing where people were clearly concerned that Google shouldn't be doing this. Yesterday, we also had Google, you know, drop the map links off, where they're only showing now Google Maps. They're not showing you Yahoo Maps, and they're not showing you MapQuest or whatever. And it just feels like there's this whole thing going through the company now about we've got to promote ourselves better. And I am hip with that. I really am. I watched Yahoo go through the same thing. Everything Google is doing, Yahoo has done five years ago. I watched Yahoo go through this like five years ago where they finally got enough gumption to say, you know, we've got these cool products, we've got these cool services. We need to actually start promoting them as well as promoting everybody else across the web. But, you know, it also gets me concerned that they can clearly see people get worried about the trust and are you being self-promotion or whatever, and they don't open any up discussion. There's nothing out on the blog telling you, hey, we're doing this. What do you think about it? It's just, boom, here it is. There you go. It's kind of like when they did China last year. You know, they, they made this huge decision to go into China that they knew was going to come down on them, and they told us, we've had lots of discussions, and everybody's running around going, well, we don't know who you've been having the discussions with, but you never seem to have it with your users in general. You just did it, and it came back and bit you on the bottom big time. And now, you know, after the wake of the whole tips thing, just to, to be doing this sort of stuff again without, you know, any kind of thing out there, it just, it just I don't know, it just surprised me. So, yeah, I've had a little, little trust issue at the moment. And apparently the tips that they took down, 
might be back. I'm just looking at a little link here live as we're going to it or whatever. And um, it looks like now if you're doing this search, no, I don't know. Wait, hang on there. No, I'll have to go back and look. Hang on to that. I'll come back and revisit it tomorrow. Okay, Barry, let's move along. Let's leave Google behind. Let's talk about screw-ups at Yahoo. Yeah, Yahoo, having problems, making a big mess, right? Hey. Yeah. Well, I think so. So you remember out at PubCon, there was that big panel. Brett Tappy called it his dream panel, and Matt was on it. Tim Meyer was on it. Todd was on it. Greg was on it. I even got to be on it. And um, it was a site clinic session. Everybody's looking at stuff. And this one site came up, and we're, like, saying all your titles are in lowercase. Plus, none of the titles that you're listed for in Yahoo match the title tags. We think you're cloaking. And this woman's like, I don't even know what cloaking means. I, I can't even get stuff on my website or whatever. So we couldn't figure it out, and Yahoo never gave us a clear answer as to what was going on. And since then, it just seems to have gotten worse, where more and more people are reporting that they're getting listed in Yahoo, their titles apparently tend to be all or mostly in lowercase, and it's unclear where those titles are coming from. And um, WebPro News, and this is also coming off of discussions over at Webmaster World as well, have been talking about how this seems to be um, perhaps being powered by anchor text that maybe Yahoo is using anchor text to try to determine it, what somebody's page title should be, and they're making much, much more use of it. And to be honest, I think if that's the case, they're doing bad use of it as well, because I can generate these things on almost any search I want to do now, and you get these, these titles come up. They don't look right. They don't seem to describe things right. Anyway, you and I were going back and forth on will they actually using anchor text. I, I bow to you. There was... Um, one of the comments is already pointing to us to an example where Google has definitely used anchor text in the past for uh, titles in this way. seems to be rare, but that they've done that. And um, Yahoo may be doing this. We went through a whole way while we were trying to deconstruct it. We're hanging in there. We'll see what finds out. We've got a message out to Yahoo, and we're hoping that they'll tell us. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah. All right, kind of related, I also did a post yesterday on talking about when search engines should disclose if they autocorrect a query. So what happened here is Google Operating System did this search for, um, oh, what was the query you did search? It was for Opera uh, Labs. Trying to find, he must have been trying to find Opera Labs and forgot to put in the A after O-P-E-R. And Google changed it to Opera Labs. Or at least he thought it would change because when he did the search, the results came back and Google was bolding words like Opera so clearly it had searched for the words opera using an A, even though he didn't put it in there. So then he thought, well, this is an automatic spelling correction. And I went through and I said, well, I don't know that it's a spelling correction because in some cases Google will do stemming so that if you search for run, it might search for runs. But it, the whole thing brings up an issue in terms of, you know, if the search engines are doing this kind of autocorrecting, if they're, they're going beyond the queries you've typed in, it would be nice if they make sure it's really well disclosed. And I did a little bit of history revisiting how um, – We've had other search engines do this. MSN search used to change the spelling, and if they did that, they would tell you if they did it. All the web would do the same sort of thing. AltaVista used to do it. I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when AltaVista used to do automatic phrase searching. Do you recall that at all? No, I don't. Old-timers will remember this because they, they would do automatic phrase searching, so you would start ranking perhaps for a phrase, and then you didn't realize it was a phrase search that had happened behind the scenes. And you had to track down, it was like a really, really small text somewhere that you could see the exact query that people did. And, uh, you know, there were these little things that you had to pick up. I also point out an example where over at, um, over at Yahoo, they do a good job. Like, uh, this came off of uh, Incredibill's site. He, he sent me this email saying, you know, I did a search for Incredibill, and it, 
I-N-C-R-E-D-I-B-I-L-L, right, because his name Incredible, and it was changing it to Incredible for him. And he's like, going, so now they're wiping me out because they're changing the query because they think it's a mistake, <laughs> and so people can't find my site. Well, they changed it in that instance, but there are other examples where you can see it. At the bottom of the page, they'll tell you, hey, um, in order to get better results, we search for more than you typed in, and here's what to do if you want to get the exact thing that you searched for, which I thought was a good thing. All right, I launched a second column over at Search Engine Land today. It's called Q&A Land, and this is simply going to be me and Chris Sherman doing a lot of uh, Q&As with people. We're going to try to do a Q&A with different people each week, and the first one that I kicked off was a long Q&A with Gabe Rivera, who is the creator and operator of TechMeme. you use TechMeme? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, use it more Great than service. Dig, which is your favorite. I use TechMeme a lot more than Dig, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a tech meme addict, and if you've never been over to tech meme, uh, t e c m e m e dot com, it's just great in that it takes, you know, about three thousand blogs, looks at what they're all talking about, and it groups them all together, clusters them all together, and for me, it's like a front page. I can fire it up, and I can see what's going on in the news today, and I can get a new edition, if you will, every hour or so to see what's going on there. So it's uh, I think it's a slick service for anybody to use just for as a searcher point of view. But um, also a lot of people are wanting to be listed on there. And how do I get on there? And is it just a matter of linking to the people who are already there? So talk to him at length about how he gathers up sources. The, the short story is you want to find somebody who's already a regular tech meme source, and you want to get them to start linking to you. You can convince them you have good content. Tech meme understands that. And then they start perhaps including you in the uh, source list as well. Right. I think my blog, Searching Around Table, used to be a lot more authoritative than that in TechMeme. And then, really? I don't know, something happened. Where it used to be where if I wrote about it at Searching Around Table, linked to a source, like whatever, ABC blog, and then I also wrote about it at Searching and Watch and linked to it, um, automatically you'd be on the front page after those two blogs linked to it. Now if I write something at Searching Around Table and Searching and Land or Searching and Watch, whatever, and I would link to it, it would not automatically be the first thing on the page. Like, uh, like I'm say. sorry, Barry. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Hang Maybe you could uh, reach out yeah. to him and find out. I'll drop him a note. Hey, Gabe, <laughs> Barry, you feeling really dissed. Well, you know what? The forum stuff's been kind of mellow, though, too. There's been stuff that's been going on, but perhaps stuff that's not um, resonating with people as much beyond, say, the SEO group. Maybe. That's, that's sort of my gut feeling. Well, we'll see how it goes with it from there. <laughs> I mean, okay. I just, you know, sometimes things come up on the forums and they have wide reach and everybody's like, oh, this is crazy, what's going on here, whatever. And sometimes you get some stuff like, you know, like the Yahoo title thing, right? That's a big deal right. to us, but might not pick some more things with it from there. Anyway, no, we'll see yeah, how I it just, goes. Yeah, I just think it's more sources came in and that's what happened. And booted you out. Yeah. All right, well, hang in there. Whatever. Hang in there. He does say if you've got people linking to you, it should, it should start picking up. So everybody, start linking to Barry over at Search Engine Roundtable. All right. Some industry news, uh, Peter Horan, who was uh, formerly the About CEO, and then New York Times acquired them, so he went to uh, allbusiness.com, is now back in the uh, search game big time because he's CEO of IAC Media and Advertising, which oversees Ask and also oversees some of the other IAC properties as well. So he's going to be getting in there and uh, apparently looking at how he can drive some more uh, synergies between the different properties. Let's see how that goes off of that. And we may be talking with him more down the line. All right, what else we got here? More things. Uh, I love this thing. This was off over at the Natural Search blog, and it was from Chris Silversmith of Super Pages. Extreme local search optimization tactics. <laughs> it was great. 
So he's talking about things like, you know, if you want to be found better, you might think about getting a business name with the keywords in your title. I talked about this out at the PubCon clinic that we were on. I had some business that was out there, and they wanted to be found for, like, San Diego chiropractics, whatever. But their business was, you know, Dr. Jones, MD or something. So I said, you know, it's very easy for you to go over to Google claim your local listing, and you can change the title of your local listing to whatever you want. So you don't even have to change your business title officially. You could just call yourself Dr. Jones San Diego Chiropractor, and boom, there you are. Just get, just register, you get a little postcard sent to you, and away you go with it from there. But yeah, you might change your business title name. If you're really up on it and you're really thinking as a local business, yeah, that would be a long-term tactic. Uh, use A as the first part of your business name, because some, uh, th- some things are still listed alphabetically. Uh, we used to, when I was a student newspaper, our um, typographic person, her name was A1 Typographics. <laughs> Where I was like, why are you A1 Typographics? She's like, stupid, because I get to be number one in yellow pages. Yeah. yeah. It still works. I always feel bad, too, when I get to lists like that. I always, like, try to scroll down to the middle just because I feel bad. You know, especially somebody with the last name of S like you. You know, we were always picked last, weren't we? Well, that was good for attendance, you know. Yeah. That's why I always try to, you know, hire the people with last names that begin with S, of course. As you know. Well, I mean, I mean, I love number three on this list. Sherman, Slosky, Slag. Who do we have on Search Engine Line? It doesn't end in an S. Uh, I can let you know in a minute. <laughs> you fire it up. You check it out. Uh, he, he, a more extreme, move your business to a more populated areas so that you might I show up more end. people do a, a, a business search. Get a listing in each of the directories. I love this. Lobby for your street address to be changed to keywords about your business. So... I'm a San Diego chiropractic Dr. Jones, and my street address is San Diego Chiropractic Way. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Give people funny. to rate you well and use city location nicknames on your page text. So that's kind of neat. That's good stuff there. I have the answer for you if you're interested. Yeah, fire away. Phil Bradley? All right, Phil. We can get him to change his last name. And then you have, like, special guests like Neil Patel and, you know, um, Eric Ward. We'll get him. We'll get him to change his name. We'll get well, everybody will change their name officially. We'll get it all to happen with it from there. All right. So uh, some other things here. We had kind of a run of tips on uh, search engine optimization stuff that's out there. USA Today has a rundown on how to get noticed on the web. It's all basic stuff: the keywords, how to get going, keyword tools you should use, that sort of stuff. So you know, educating the USA Today audience. Um, Clixie actually had a really good, simple. 20 questions thing that, you know, might have even been diggable in terms of SEO practice if the headline had been 20 SEO tips, and maybe didn't say SEO, 20 tips on getting to Google, because then that would have made the Google, you know, the big crowd happy. But it was best practice is 20 questions. You know, are your keywords targeting what you're looking for? Do your titles start with the targeted keywords? Do you have H1 header tags? Do you use URLs? Are they simple, your dynamic URLs? Are they simple, static? So really good basic stuff to go along there. Uh, it's a nice little thing to take a run down with it. Also, over at um, Search Engine Watch, sister to uh, Search Engine <laughs> too many search engine things. Uh, sister site to Clixie, there is an SEO best practices introduction that's going out there that Eric Eng has put together, and he runs through less less bulleted point tips and more um, sub bulleted point tips. So he talks about your information architecture, how people are looking for you, how you're technically implementing stuff, some of the marketing things that you need to think about, um, and going on with it from there. So some quick little refreshers or ways to get started if you're looking for some stuff up with it from there. Oh, I'm being harassed in the chat room. <laughs> hey, it's going up good. Again, as always, if you don't know what's happening, 
uh, when I talk about the chat room, dailysearchcast.com. Go to the back page, and it explains to you how you can chat live and throw us stuff out when we're talking on doing the show live. And if you want to get to any of the links or any of the articles that I'm talking about in today's show, dailysearchcast.com again, and then just find today's episode, which is, what did we say it was? We're the 17th today? Yes. You take a look at it from there, and away you go. Big, honking, huge article out of Wired today, which is basically the backstory about how Yahoo failed to buy a Google and has been struggling to catch up with them ever since. You know, very, very well written, lots and lots of color there. Uh, starts off back in 2002 when um, Terry Semmel was pissed because he had offered to buy Google for $3 billion. And those pesky little guys, Larry and Sergey, they're like, hey, I think we're worth at least $5 billion. So um, they passed on that, and then it's just a tale. And, and this will be familiar to a lot of longtime people of how Yahoo decided to go it on their own, that they started buying up some of the search companies like ink to me bought up things like Overture, and then apparently just didn't get some of the pieces, especially on the paid side, together as quickly as they wanted to. The big conclusion at the end was, you know, well, see, the problem here is that Semmel, he's not a tech guy, and they're paying the price because they're not tech guys, they're all marketing people. You know, I don't buy into that quite so much. I think part of Google's problem is going to be is the flip side. In like five years from now, they're going to have all these problems because they're all tech people. And I'm not saying that they have to be marketing people, but they will be. The Google beta stuff that still goes on, that is such a classic tech thing. If you know anybody who's a programmer, and I love you programmers. Bless you programmers. But I had a good friend who's a programmer, and he could never finish anything. Never. It just goes on and on and on because, you know, we're going to keep tweaking this, we've got to keep tweaking that. Barry, you've got all those programmers, right? You do programming, right? Yeah, but you have right? the client sitting on – you have the guy who wants to get the site launched, a feature launch. you got to so get it done. your clients give you the deadline to do it. What happens if you're doing something for yourself? That's – I'm telling you, I've been doing so many different things for myself, and none of them are going live. We've got one thing live in the past, like, four years. I think There you are. It. There you are, and that's the and problem. Google is doing stuff for themselves. They don't treat themselves as a client. My solution, by the way, to this, since I've worked with programmers and I could never understand it, is that they should all be required to become writers. Because, you see, when you're a writer, you live to deadlines because you've got to file it because the story or whatever is going to go out and you get the darn thing done. All right? Unless you're then you have products yourself. like Microsoft releases. Well, yeah, but you know what? You have products like Microsoft that tend to improve over time. Yeah, they I'm do. I mean, you know, the thing is, nothing is ever perfect, but at some point, you've got to make cut bait and go with it from there. And I think that's going to be Google's problem. I think you're going to have a big Wired article in five years from now called How Google Blew It, and they're going to have slipped up in some area, maybe several areas, and it's going to be because, you know, they didn't get things polished off or finished off or went with it from there. They just let the, the engineers rule things a bit too much rather than getting the proper balance. It's always but you think, balance. Do you Honestly, you think that Google's holding off on certain things because... They're not happy with it, and they want to make sure to release it more, in a more perfect stage. I mean, oh sure. I mean, they sure, release so absolutely. much garbage all the time. I mean, <laughs> they do, they do, but that's that's why you get stuff that gets put out there that stays in beta for so long. It stays in beta because they don't consider it to be finished. So yeah, they have other so things that they're going to roll out, go with it from there. What's that? Yeah, but Google's known for beta, so everything Google does is pretty much beta, and people use it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and, and some of those things break. And then when they break, they get poked fun at, or they have other issues that are going with it from there. Or there may be features that just don't get rolled out because, well, we're still working on that or whatever. Or they continue to have to hire so many people because, you know, it's really cool that everybody gets to have this extra time to do different things. But at some point, you're going to be saying, maybe we, maybe we need to actually get people more oriented and going on with some stuff with it from there. I could be wrong with it, but we'll see how it flows out. We'll see how it flows out. Okay. 
No, no, Barry, I could be wrong. We'll no. find out. We'll find out in five years. Let's come back and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sempo has hit 500 members now, and they're doing a new state of the uh, SEM survey thing that's going on there. So if you want to talk about what's going on in SEO and pick it up with it from there, you can go check that out and provide your uh, survey information for them. And now we're just we're already kicking into the fun and light living and good loving type of section of the show. That sounds all right with you. Thought we'd just jump right into some gossip here. This came off of Valleywag. Um, I didn't even realize that that Sergey Brin did get engaged, but apparently he got engaged to Anne Wojcicki. Wojcicki, I think I'm saying it right. Who I think is related to Susan Wojcicki over at Google. Anyway, um, uh, what was the gossip here? that uh, she's um, going to be doing her own startup. So there we are there. If you want some gossipy news, Valleywag's got it with you from there. Moving right along, there's this Google Laugh thing that I didn't get a chance to play with because it wasn't working when I went over to it. But the idea is that you enter a joke into the text box, hit submit, and then Google tries to tell you how, how funny that you think it is. What, um, you got a joke that you think is funny, top, top of your head? No, I don't. No random joke? Uh, you asked the wrong person. Come on. All right. Well, actually, here's a random joke generator from Google Blogoscope. A woman dressed in blue walks into a restaurant, says the woman dressed in blue, give me two Lord of the Ring DVDs, please. The guy behind the counter says, we don't serve at this hour. The woman in blue says, oh, that's fine. I'm going to kill you anyway. Huh, huh, huh. That's not very funny. Um, let's see if uh, Google thinks it's funny using the Google ge- laugh generator. It's checking that. I'm going to sneeze, Barry. It's trying to come out. I can't get it to come out with it from there. All right, we'll come back to that, and I'll tell you if Google thinks it's funny. It's running off with it from there. SEO has its own rock star, this uh, rock song that's been written. This uh, Apparently, Richard Chavez over at iCrossing has written this. I built this site for the world to see. Let's just see if I can get the music going. I'll just hold the phone up to it. Hang on there. It's on YouTube as well. This comes via Marketing Pilgrim. I don't understand why YouTube... Oh, there we go. All right, I need that song to start up a bit faster than that if we're going to do it. Hang on here. Ah, Barry. All right, I'll come back to that if that loads up there. Meanwhile, remember we talked about my blog log? Yep. Well, you know, I've kind of become addicted because we were like a hot community and we were picking up some things with it from there. Solo SEO has put together some handy, handy tools for us to use. Um, the ability to compare VOG visitors to other people, compare your contacts, compare community members or whatnot. So um, I think this is slick. I want to go check it out and see about um, you know picking a site and seeing if um, that site compares to another site with it from there. Well, I know what we can do. Like I can compare myself to, say, TechCrunch. So you go over there and you type it in. I'm just firing it up here now. Um, my blog community is Search Engine Land, right? This is going to be so sad because TechCrunch is so huge. Then I type in TechCrunch into this box here. And then I say compare visitors, and it pulls back the numbers. I just have, like, no Internet access today. I'll come back to those numbers as well. That'll close off the show with all the stuff with it from there. Well, you may have missed this, Barry, but there's this whole to-do about um, British bases in Iraq showing up in Google Earth and perhaps uh, being targeted by terrorists, and and the Brits are really upset about that. And now um, it looks like Google may have either rolled back those images to older ones to make it harder for people to know what exactly what's going on out there. Maybe they went to some lower resolution pictures. Um, I don't know which. I've never known them to go to older pictures 
Um, usually they've gone to lower resolution, but here's a, there's some comparison things that are coming up there that do show um, you know, a bunch of things that have been built up, and then they show another one where it's not built up. So it does look like maybe they did roll it back out. Um, anyway, we'll see how it goes with it from there. One soldier pointed out, even if they did blank out the areas where we were based, it's a bit after the horses bolted and the terrorists now have the maps and know exactly where we eat, sleep, and go to the toilet. And like I said, they probably got that in other ways, too, if they wanted to, but certainly it's easier when it's out there on the basic search things. You know what's going to happen down the line, Barry, is this is going to be even more of a thing where the military is just going to have to think more about these kinds of tools that are out there and then say, all right, what do we do to you know, get the stuff off of there and go with it from that ahead of time? All right, you still hanging with me, Barry? Here. Chris Perillo spots spam on Google Docs. He, uh, he says, what's going on with this? I've gotten some comment spam, and the spam is pointing over to Google Docs. When you go to Google Docs, there are nothing but a bunch of these ads that people are shoving up there. So handy. Thank you. We've got another repository for junk, courtesy of Google. <laughs> oh, lucky, 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 lucky. Uh, we have a new search engine optimization contest going on. I'm torn as to whether I wanted to mention it or not. But what the heck, it's a new year, and we haven't had a one going so far, so let's get it all out of our systems now. This one is designed to optimize for the term global warming is one word. <laughs> that's real hard. Um, awareness 2007 is one word. Ooh, that's good. And, um, you know, apparently you need to rank. Our objective is to highlight the advantages of SEO surrounding the uh, community. Oh, wait, sorry, I'm being pinged. Oh, dinner. We'll be there in a minute. And, hey, Barry, I'm on the line. How are you, Danny? I'm good. I think I'm Barry's got to go take a conference call. Barry said so, he was all right for a couple more minutes. Whatever you guys want. Hey. <laughs> hey you well, hang I'm with me, Barry. With you. you go away, Darren. We're done in two minutes. Great show so far, so I'm here if you need to run. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My wife's pinging me for dinner. Darren's popping in. Oh, what's going on here? Anyways, the championship hey, is going on, so if you want to compete, you can go over there. You want to rank as well as you can. Google Yahoo MSN for these words. Um, and it's helped to raise awareness. So I think Google, uh, Philip over Google Blogoscope said, at least I hope if this thing happens, it will be for pages that are designed to actually help you get more awareness rather than a whole bunch of junk. Down in Australia, a former teacher who did some porn searches using Google, they found those searches. They found some of the porn that was apparently downloaded. Um, and he's like saying, I wasn't a pedophile. I wasn't doing this sort of stuff. I was just sort of curious, but now apparently going to jail for, um, oh, four months in jail. So, wow, careful what yeah. you search for. People will find it. And that brings us to the end of the thing. Still don't have any of those comparisons off of my blog log tool, so I can't tell you much about that. We'll go back to uh, the Google Laugh thing, and Google says that it is 96% funny, that joke that was we thought pretty lame. And let me see if I can get the rock star show to go again. Oh, I don't even care. Hang on here. Let's see if I can leave us with the song. Folks, you're just going to have to tune into the song as you want on your own and play with it from there. Maybe I'll get it more organized better for a future thing. Maybe we'll have it as a theme song going at the end. Barry, that is the news. Thank you for being back, for hanging in there, and for everybody listening. We are back tomorrow. And then in a programming note, I'm going to be gone most of next week. So I may be here on Monday, and if not, we're going to find someone to sit in and keep the search cast going for everybody. Sounds good. Darren, if you're still there, do you want to take us away? Sure, you got it. Uh, by the way, Danny, today is Brandy's birthday. Oh, and happy we, we are birthday celebrating. to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday, you beautiful Brandy Shapiro Babin. From the Daily Searchcast, we say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Aww. Go well, treat her well, Darren. Go do folks. something nice. You got it. We're going to do that. Folks, you guys have a great, uh, great day, and we'll see you right here tomorrow for another edition of the Daily Searchcast. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge, your bottom line, network with your peers? Then stay tuned in WebmasterRadio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.